Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is presented by the Nerdy Show Podcast Network. Geeky programming for all nerds and otaku across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by A Comic Shop, Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. For more Nerdy Show podcasts, community forums, and to learn how you can support this and other fine Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com. Episode. Hey guys, this is the 28th episode of the, <laughs> the of the Wicked Anime Podcast, and uh, I'm Dylan, and all I do is introduce people, so... Get on it. Yeah. With me in, in my apartment is the hippest man in the room, Glitch. What's up? There he is. And uh, <laughs> across the pond is uh, the stupid awesome analyst, John. Yo. And a hard man with harder opinions, Andrew. Hello. I almost forgot to say your name. <laughs> it was so lackluster to begin with. That well, thanks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I met all of us. All right, it's 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 a group effort or a group non-effort rather. Yeah. Yeah. We, whatever. No, we have a ladybug in our recording room. <laughs> in the middle of winter, guys. Everyone, hold the phone. Ladybug in the recording room. And it's too it's too cold for you, ladybug. Go home. This is great. Okay, so <laughs> the only way to get out of this downward spell is to ring the news bell, and 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 we ring it. News. There we go. That's what a bell sounds like. First up <laughs> in media news today, Oscar uh, nominations, or the, I, I don't know what you call pre-nominations, like the the list of nominees, I guess, or or, or things that have been nominated to to be nominated. Yeah. They, so that nominee list. nominees. <laughs> Nominees. Nom nom nominees. That's what they call like uh, chef nominees. Nom nom nominees. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, uh, Anime News Network posted the list of all of the anime, uh, all the animation nominees, and three of them are anime. Three of them are anime. Uh, which hopefully this time around, one of them will actually get nominated because if you look at this list of, um, there have been sixteen animated films put in. Hopefully, one of the animes is going to go through because, guys, this year animation hasn't really been doing that good. I can run down the list: Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs two, The Crudes, Despicable Me two, Epic, Ernest and Celestine, which I haven't heard of, mm? The Fake, Free Birds, Frozen, Kumba, The Legend of Sarilla, Monster University, O Apostil. Apostolo. <laughs> I think that what one was, was the last one. Film. Yeah, Planes, Rio, The Smurfs Two, and Turbo. Smurfs Two is totally gonna win. 
And the animes that have been nominated along with it is The Wind Rises, which is Hayao Miyazaki's uh, new Studio Ghibli film. Which is going to be freaking awesome. Yeah. The Madoka Magica movie. Yeah, which is... Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And Production IG's A Letter to Momo, which looks amazing. I really want to see that. I haven't gotten a chance to see it, but it looks awesome. It was actually playing at the uh, at the Museum of Fine Arts the same like week as when we went to go see Wolf Children. Which I cannot believe Wolf Children did not get at least thrown into the nomination pool. Because, yeah, that's kind of annoying. Because it it was a great film and it totally deserves it. If you guys remember um, back in 2011, still we've been doing this for this long, two years. Yeah, what, we don't even know what he's going to say. Back in 2011. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Summer Wars was thrown into the nomination pool, but it never got nominated oh, past wow. the list. Because they're stupid. Yeah. And what what ended up winning that year? Was it Brave? At, um, was that the same year Brave won, or was that the year Rango. after? Rango. <laughs> Rango Unchained. Smurf won. <laughs> I would totally watch that movie. Rango Unchained. Rango Unchained. <laughs> they use lizards instead of the N-word, they... The yep. lizard on a horse. The L word. <laughs> that is our word. My lizard. <laughs> <laughs> so being back on topic, uh, <laughs> which happens rarely if you're a new listener. Some of our, one of our fans emailed us and said that they actually kind of like our tangents. Yeah. Just saying. <laughs> so we'll get new which I'm going to throw my personal note in too. I like our tangents too. <laughs> It makes yep. it sound like we're interesting <laughs> and spontaneous. I would totally watch the news if they just went on random <laughs> Speaking of they this. They just keep spewing news. I'm like, I don't want to watch this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so out of that list of, of animated movies, I'm hoping that at least finally we see an anime movie. At least nominated. <laughs> yeah, at least nominated. Yeah. I, I would like to see that. That makes too much sense. <laughs> Next up in media news, kind of surprised on a couple different levels here. Book sales, like the for the month of October, have revealed that Attack, the Attack on Titan Volume One graphic novel or manga ha- has placed number one in book sales for October. It beat out um, like the new Walking Dead mm-hmm. uh, volume and uh, all those other things. Because the TV has screwed up the comic book for everybody. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, but nobody realizes that. Nobody knows that the TV show has messed up the graphic novel. Everybody's just like, "Yeah, Walking Dead is so awesome." It's like, really? You get is a it? couple of people that either you get the fans who read the book first, saw Walking Dead. This is nothing like it, but I'll still watch it. There are the fans who read Walking Dead, the comic, see the movie—not the movie, but the TV show—and think this is nothing like the Walking Dead comic, but it sucks, so I can't watch it. Yeah, there's people who just watch the Walking Dead TV show. Who get discovered about the comic and like, oh, this is different. Fuck it. <laughs> and then there's people who will get into the comic because of the show and realize that the show sucks compared to the comic. Yeah. And then there's people who live in shanty towns and they don't get to do any of that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they, they just they just drink moonshine and sing. sing I don't alongs. think that's what's going on in shanty towns. <laughs> I think they're just trying to survive. <laughs> shanty towns are where pirates are from, right? N- no. And I love moonshine because <laughs> they sing shanties, right? Was that a joke? Uh, it was my attempt at a joke. I admire your efforts, sir. You get a day for effort. <laughs> Thank you. I've been working Pre- on my stand-up your routine. However, could use some work. I've been I've been working on my stand-up routine. Should I open with that one? You should sit down for it. Okay. You should open with your closer. I think. 
talking about whoever liked the tangents is really going to dig this episode <laughs> yeah so Next. Attack on Titan beat out everything huh <laughs> wait why do you think Attack on Titan got number one though as I see it Attack on Titan I think is the anime that's bridging the gap between normal people and otakus <laughs> oh that is actually that brings up a really good point because it has led to a new development in the like whole Adult Swim Space Dandy thing. Did we talk about this last week? Yeah, the last episode we yeah, did, that, but yeah. yeah, yeah. But even still, I mean, it's something worth bringing up. Is that the gap is getting closer and closer, you know, or smaller and smaller rather? Yeah. Um, if you guys actually want to hear us talk even more about Space Dandy and the you know U.S. Jap- Japanese simultaneous release. Um, and then I think we talk about boobies and hooters for a while. Yeah, um, you can you can go to the, uh, the Boston Bastard Brigade website, which we're pretty we're really good friends with them. Uh, and the new the new episode of yeah No Borders No Race podcast with Evan, we talk with Sarah and Evan about Space Dandy. Yeah, oh, I, I thought you were going to reference our last episode. That's what and I was our last about. episode, but but we go we go into more detail on No Borders No Race. Yeah, we we talk in, intelligently gotcha. about it for like ten minutes. Wait, we don't talk wow. intelligently on this show. I don't know. Do you want to make that call on your your own glitch? We're quite intelligent. Yeah. No, I agree. We are quite intelligent. On off topics. <laughs> we went. We went to film school. We went to. We went to cartoon school. Yeah. Glitch went to film school. We went to the yeah. same school. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, yeah. We, we did. To the same we school. all went to the same school. <laughs> I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> And that we all got our education from the same source, and this mm. is the quality that we can produce. Yeah. <laughs> okay, time to move on to some gaming news now. Dylan, you played the Dark Souls 2 beta, right? I did. It Go. was uh, it was a worldwide network test that only lasted three hours, and because I guess it was the servers are in Japan, I'm assuming it was it took place during 2 a.m. and 5 a.m. last night or this morning. <laughs> At and least what, on uh, Eastern Time Zone. So what I, hours did you play it at? I played... I was up the whole time. I played about hours. two... A little more than two hours of it, <laughs> and then I watched a live stream for the rest of it. But it, it's more Dark Souls. It's cool. Um, Is it exactly the same? No. It's it's similar with, like, improvements, and then I also noticed some things that were in Demon Souls seem to have come back that weren't in Dark Souls. Oh, cool. The health thing that was in uh, Demon Souls looks like it's back to where once you die, your health bar it gets capped at a lower point, but um, becoming human is much more easy, I think, which is nice. Uh, for those of you who played Dark Souls, you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, which I think in this case is you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's just me and one other person listening to this. Um, one thing I thought was interesting, though, was it So it took place at, like, ungodly hours in North America and South America. And you would assume that only, like, the most hardcore, like, knowledgeable players would want to play at that, like, because they're the only people who actually know that the beta's happening. Right. But I was surprised that I was playing with some people who seemed like they didn't know what they were doing. Huh. I, like... <laughs> I played with one dude who, uh, I summoned him in my game to help me fight a boss, and he immediately got killed by one of the weaker enemies. <laughs> so oh, that was, no! That, that was disappointing. Um, it was, it was very, it was very beta-like. It was, 
unlike a lot of the other betas that are come out like a month or two before the game's release, and it's like, hey, it's a beta, even though the game is completely done. <laughs> this is this was actually like a beta. There were I could tell like it seemed like some of the sounds weren't final and some of the effects weren't. But uh, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was definitely more Dark Souls. Oh, I did want to mention they revamped like the uh, menu system, and I actually liked it a lot more. It's way easier to. Um, look through all the stuff that you're carrying. I don't know. I could continue to go into more detail, but I feel like everyone has stopped listening because they <laughs> care about Dark Souls. What's up? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Next yeah. up in gaming news, Andrew and I had the opportunity um, to go to MIT over last weekend and try the Oculus Rift system. Yay! And you did not. <laughs> Anybody who needs to know what the wow. Oculus Rift system is, uh, in 2012 there was a Kickstarter to fund the Oculus Rift, which is a pair of VR virtual reality goggles that you wear on your face, and you can look around environments 360 degrees. In real time. In real time, yep. And, yeah, you're playing a game on your face, and it's the first step into virtual reality and people losing touch with real life. There are some really funny videos of people playing games with Oculus Rift, especially yeah. horror games. Oh, no, no, yeah, I've seen a lot of horror games for Oculus and that's what I mean. That, that was one of the great things about watching it, is you're wearing a horror game on your face. You can't get away from that. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah, the, the one guy <clears throat> I saw that was playing it, he's, he's saying that, like, because it, like, in-game... When you see a monster on your screen, the screen's still, like, five, ten feet away from you. With the Oculus Rift, it's like the monster's right in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, because um, one guy we talked we talked to said it, it almost gets a little too real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he was playing Outlast, which is... Who wet themselves. If, Somebody like, if you guys themselves. If you guys don't know what Outlast is, you should, because it's, it's the newest, most... Like, it's rated to be the scariest game ever made now, like, above Amnesia almost. And um, and he said that when you play Outlast with the Oculus Rift, um, the jump scares that they created have turned into real scares. Like, and your body doesn't understand how to deal with that. Yeah, <laughs> you know, would be a good game for that, scary wise. Fatal Frame. Yeah, Fatal Frame would be horrifying. And see, um, one of the things that they said was uh, it, Oculus Rift is actually really cool to play with with third-person games, because most of them are first-person games, but third-person games are really cool, because it's almost like you're playing with an action figure. Yeah. Huh. One of the first mods that came out for it was um, Team Fortress 2. Yeah. That was one of the first um, actual AAA title games that came out for it. Well, no, not not came out, but they modded it. Like, you can make mod... It's all modded. Right. And the best part about Oculus Rift is that all the games now are free because it's an indie development system. And you can buy one for only 300 bucks. Yeah, you can buy... You can still buy Oculus Rift for $300, and all games are free because they're all indie developed and they're all beta testing. It's absolutely amazing. Yeah. One of the games that I played um, at the demo, it was just these two guys. They weren't even a studio. They just did stuff, and they weren't planning on taking it anywhere or anything like that. They didn't have a controller for the game or anything. You just sat down on a chair or on a couch or lie down, whatever you preferred, um, <laughs> and you put the goggles on, and you were just sitting in the middle of a forest. It was it was an infinite um, forest with a um, with a fog, and it and there were ju- there was just an infinite loop of, of leaves falling from the sky. Yeah, they and said you could they, sit there, and it was like zen. Yeah, so they it's said like it, a screensaver, but for real life. Yeah, yeah, exa- Actually, that's exactly what I said. 
<laughs> but like you could look all around the forest. You know, you could just look at all the trees that randomly generated around you. Um, it, it was awesome. It's, and and uh, looking at the games that came out for it, I was looking around the room that we were in, and everybody was playtesting, and I said, "This is Pong. Yeah. Everybody is making Pong." Because all the games are so simple, but we're blown away by them. Like, like these games are like, like ten years stepping back from what we have now. Yeah. And uh, but we're blown away by it because it's a completely different experience. Oculus Rift is our generation's Pong. Yep. It's so amazing. Like I, I, ha- I have not had any kind of experience playing video games like I have since wearing the Oculus Rift. It's absolutely incredible. One of the funny things about it, though, the developers, one of the developers that was giving a lecture that we were talking to, he was telling some of the funniest things. Like some people will never be able to play Oculus Rift because because they just their brains can't handle it. Some people are built that they that they will just automatically never be able to play it. Yeah, because because some games will get you sick. One of the oh. things that he was talking about, you know how um, Half Life Two has seamless, it has no loading screens. It's just a seamless uh, gameplay. One of the things that he was talking about was that 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 has to go away. Loading screens are actually a good thing. Like you have to have a fade out or something like that because when you're wearing the Oculus Rift and you're looking 360 degrees all the way around, your brain thinks that you're looking at reality. So when something like a seamless loading screen happens, like in Half Life Two, and the screen just stops, yeah, the game just and freezes, start, and you start looking around, but your but your eyes aren't aren't registering anything new. Your brain thinks something's wrong, and will automatically think it needs to expel something from your body in order to make it right again. So <laughs> so playing a game like Half Life Two will literally make you sick, and you cannot do anything about it. Hmm. I have a question for you guys since you played it. Yeah. Um, did you? I was curious since uh, I wear the spectacles. How does that work with uh, the Oculus Rift? Could you still you see fine without wearing the glasses? No, yep. you, well, yeah, you can play without wearing your glasses. That's I was I was told by somebody. That's kind of what I thought. Yeah, I was told by somebody, um, a, a guy who was there demoing his game called uh, Roller Derby Robot Dodgeball. Um, I think that was the name of it. It was it was really Disco Dodgeball. Disco Dodgeball. Yeah. Um, I, I he told me that it was better if I kept my glasses on. Yeah, um, and I did. I could see it a little bit clearer actually. So it's weird because it's almost like you have a, a depth when you're playing the games. Um, but the the screen itself is adjustable, so you can pull it all the way forward so that it, the lenses don't actually touch your glasses. Okay, all right. okay. Gotcha. yeah. I've got a question. Like, what about all of us with? There glasses? you go, nerds. Yeah, yeah, guys. It's, they it's a, all shapes of glasses. If it, yeah, okay, yeah. A final. There, there, well, there are different cup sizes that you can put on the goggles as well. Like, there's. Like yeah. literal, like grades, like one. Which <laughs> is just smiling. <laughs> yes, that was. A, I get. It. Yeah, boob joke. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah. <laughs> one, I still sorry for the person with double D glasses, though. <laughs> <laughs> one final uh, yeah. bit, just to to wrap it up. Oculus Rift is, virtual reality is exactly as you would imagine it, and if you get the chance to try it, do yes. because it is amazing. It it seriously is the future. And I can... Because we went from... Like, think about it, guys. We went from Sega Genesis to Xbox 360 in about 10 years. That's incredible. Can you imagine what virtual reality is going to be like in 10 years? We'll, we'll literally have Sword Art Online. Like, people hooked up to, like, IVs... That, that might not be a good thing. No, no, that's a terrible... <laughs> no, that's a terrible thing, but it will happen. Yeah, you actually brought up a... a, a reminded me of a good point. We didn't bring up to make this come full circle um porn games there (laughs) are porn games in development for the oculus rift already 
their actually anime style and yes, because they're Japanese developers. Yeah, and uh, we've actually I think there's been a told... US developer that said that they were developing one too. Th- yeah, that's there, true. there is. But we've been told by people who have tried it that hyper realism does not work for Oculus Rift. It it actually looks the more cartoony games are for the Oculus Rift, the better it works. Yeah, and what he said was playing all the different games that he had played, because they're all free, manga-style characters are the most appealing, and the games run smoother because they're less poly counts and uh, less detailed. Yep. So games will run smoother, they look nicer, and... I thought that was wicked cool. And so the hentai games that are out there right now that are to try, there's actually <laughs> there's actually no sex in them yet. Yeah, they're, they're still they're still in beta because that takes place outside the Oculus Rift. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, <laughs> but uh, but that is something that exists and will exist in the future. <laughs> wait for the uh, wicked anime review. <laughs> yes, wait for the. I'll be wait. the first to try it. Out. <laughs> okay. So uh, one one last what? quick thing. I don't know if you if you guys are Sega kids and um, and okay, have to work. and have to play Nintendo systems like I do now. Uh, Nintendo 3DS is buying up Sega Genesis games for Virtual Console on your About 3DS. Time. Yeah. So starting in December, um, th- there's uh, going to be like I think nine different games, and uh, for each uh, each uh, try period of December, like uh, once a week, uh, there will be a new release. And there the three games that I saw. That is absolutely incredible to me. Is the releasing Streets of Rage, uh, which I will buy instantly. Shinobi Three, which I will, which is the best of the Shinobi franchise in my opinion, and Altered Beast. Those are all being released. Yeah. What about Barney Hide and Seek? Uh, not yet, dude. Nope. <laughs> but you can get Echo the Dolphin. Look for it on the Oculus Rift. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So now it's time to move on to some strange news. Yay. Yep. First up in strange news, we have a new uh, Internet Explorer mascot. Yay! It's not official. The Singapore branch of Microsoft has developed a Moe anime character for... um, For Internet Explorer. For Internet Explorer. Her name is Inori Aizawa. And she is like she's she like she's an action star or something. Yeah, and she like hates bullies. Is she really slow? <laughs> See, the stranger part would be that the fact that people actually still use Internet Explorer. Yep, <laughs> it's actually brought back some interest in Internet Explorer. Believe it or not, Netscape uh, Navigator. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Netscape. Um, but this this new development has brought up something that is, has actually been something for a long time. They're, they're actually called... I, I believe it's called Moetan. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Moetan, I believe. Um, and what Moetan is, they have things like consultons and um, internet tons, you know, uh, those sorts of things. Yeah, OS tons. Yeah, which are, which are basically just uh, Moe versions or Moe personifications of... Of things, yeah, things, yeah. It's so, so say. like, like with the new release of Windows 8, there were two versions of Windows 8 released: uh, Windows RT and Windows 8, and they basically made them into sisters. Yep. Like, there's an older sister which is Windows 8, and the younger sister uh, which is Windows RT. And they have, of course, they have Firefox ones. They have ones for Xbox. They have, I think, there's a PS3 one. Yeah, there is. There's Xbox and PS3. But this this Moeton thing has really caught on with. The Internet Explorer. Yeah, has, as, as the news article says, 
Microsoft has discovered the power of Moe. Yep. Um, uh, Inori Aizawa has her own fan page on Facebook, which has thousands, hundreds of thousands of fans, which is interesting for Internet Explorer. How many um, does Internet Explorer's fan page have? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but Can you they, have negative numbers? <laughs> But they have um, internet videos now, like a- animations, like full-on animations of advertisements that Where use... Where are you getting the money for this? I have no idea. Fans? Because um, because Microsoft themselves have said that um, this Inora Aizawa character isn't actually official. It's just something that the um, Singapore branch did. And it was successful, but, it, but um, Microsoft is not 100% getting behind it. <laughs> That makes way too much sense. They're a bunch of squares. Yeah. Glitch, you said Netscape, and I don't know how many people, like, we have younger listeners, too. I don't know how many of them will get that reference. They should make their own Moe and call it the Netscape Navigator. You can travel (laughs) through stars, systems, and (laughs) go to planets, IE websites. Guys, email us at uh, wickedanimereviews at gmail.com to tell us if you know what Netscape even is. (laughs) Or leave a comment on Facebook. You guys remember NetZero? <laughs> yeah, oh, I actually think they're still around. They are still around. Who knows what they do now? <laughs> yeah. Is AOL still they around? They probably make sandwiches. <laughs> AOL is still around. Actually, they they still have an uh, email service. I would love to watch like a ten year old watch. You've got mail now. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> and the ten year old actually talk like that nowadays. Yeah, uh, he would say that. He's like, why aren't they sexting yet? <laughs> that would probably be a ten year old's response. <laughs> why don't we email? Why don't we just text her? <laughs> Kids these days, am I right? <laughs> text her pictures of your junk. <laughs> Pete, don't do that. Wicked yeah, anime. We are not endorsing advice. any of this stuff. Yeah, don't do bad things. Okay, next up in strange news. <laughs> that was strange. That, like, all of that got stranger. Next up in strange news. That's a, this that one's a good cap on that. That's don't what do I do bad things. <laughs> <laughs> so next up in strange news, Russia claims that the uh, ch- that Chinese irons, like things that you iron your clothes with, have been implanted with chips that transmit viruses and spam to unsecure internet sources like within a 200 mile radius or 200 200 degree meter 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 200 meters holy crap yes um i guess there's been uh reports on russian uh news sites and stuff like that 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 anything chinese made or or the irons uh chinese yeah irons and tea kettles have uh wi-fi chips yep what there's no electronics in a tea kettle is there (laughs) i don't know what it how that works. Is it like the ones you just plug in and boil? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But uh, they, It's what it says. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, straight from the article, it, that they contain mini microphones and chips that can plant viruses in nearby computer equipment via home Wi-Fi networks. I don't know where to go from there. Buy America, people. <laughs> Buy American. <laughs> It'll be 9,000 times more expensive, but... Probably. It's safe, ish. Because America guess, doesn't like spy on us. I guess that um, the BBC News Network also reported that um, the program found similar chips installed inside um, the likes of in-car cameras and mobile phones, which is actually something that w- w- isn't too different from here. Because 
Isn't like Verizon, Verizon. Just listening to us? <laughs> hey, Verizon. So I guess it's happening. I guess it's happened somewhere uh, where um, in, in in the UK too. So interesting. Microchips, China, Russia, Russia. implanted in our brains. Nukes. What do we say to things like that, John? That that's as strange as it gets. Don't do bad things. <laughs> okay. What What's are we watching? <laughs> what are we watching? Which wouldn't you want to know? I um I actually haven't watched anything new other than the things that we've already been talking about for the past three weeks. Yeah, for the for the new season of anime, I have been watching new stuff. Uh, so I don't know if uh, Dylan and Glitch are you guys anime? Um, mm, Glitch. <laughs> no new I'm anime. I'm not an anime, but did um Turtles and Korra still? As right, always, so yeah, yeah, so. I guess Andrew's the only one who's been watching something yeah. this weekend. Okay, so I've been watching, uh, because of its popularity and everybody's been talking about it, well, for a long time, not because it's not a new anime, was uh, Toradora. Well, the reason why people start talking about that again is because the guy who made it, um, Guy Orgirl, yeah, who made it, created a new series. Yeah, the, it made Golden Time, Golden uh, time. which is coming yep. out this uh, for the fall season of anime. Uh, I'm not watching it, but I'm watching Toradora, and uh, it's really good, It's but it's a comedy slice of life romance that kind of a thing, but it's funny. Uh, so I, I'm sure I don't really need to explain Toradora to people because I'm jumping on this bandwagon really late. Uh, but I, I just want, just so you know, I am enjoying it. And I'm, pr- but I've, I've been watching it on Crunchyroll, and Crunchyroll only has the first six episodes in non-premium, and then the rest of the series is in premium. So I, I, I haven't finished watching it yet, but I'll probably get my premium hey, account. Crunchyroll, start sponsoring us. Yeah. <laughs> I would love for Crunchyroll to sponsor us. Crunchyroll and J-List, that would be the best. Um, oh, can we get free stuff from J-List? That would be awesome. <laughs> um, anyway, um, but what I really want to talk about is something I got from Rhode Island Comic Con, which is just, when I saw it, I had to get it. It's a show called Spider-Man, and mm-hmm. which... It's it's from 1978. It's that's the, a good start. It's the Japanese Spider-Man TV show. Oh yeah, and well, it kind of started all the Sentai stuff. And it's so funny. It's like it's it's one of the greatest shows I've ever seen. I'm so entertained by it. Um, Spider-Man has a motorcycle and a robot. Yeah, and, and a, a giant mech just like the real Spider-Man. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. and he, he, like he calls out like all the spider powers, like Spider String, like and stuff like that. It's just so funny. Like it's 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 literally an, a thing that we like when we were still a little, uh, living in Florida, we'd be sitting in our living room watching these ridiculous TV shows, like. Just laughing at him. This is that one. This is, is this is the live action one, right? Yeah, yeah. This is live action. Yeah, I think there's some random gifs online of this show that are that have been floating around. Well, I have the whole DVD set. I have all 50 episodes <laughs> on DVD. Um, nice. And just because we promised we would plug him, um, uh, this the guy who I bought it from is uh, running. Uh, we I got this at Rhode Island Comic Con, but he's also running New Jersey Comic Con. Yeah, Jersey. Uh, oh, Jersey Con. And so if you guys are in New Jersey, December, yeah, uh, December thirteenth. Yeah, yeah, we're we're not anywhere near. <laughs> we're sorry, um, but yeah, go check out JerseyCon because you, you can get more of these crazy DVDs that I found. I almost bought the full set of Star Blazers because um, he he also had the full set of Star Blazers, which if you don't know, it's Space Battleship y- uh, Yamato. And um, all 200 episodes yeah, of... and all 200 episodes of the Japanese Sailor Moon. So I almost got those, but I didn't have enough money. So I bought Spider-Man. <laughs> and it's awesome. You Expect a, expect a review for Spider-Man, because I'm super entertained by it. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. 
That's what all the... That's what they say. <laughs> okay, so it's time to move on to our Tabagachi. And this uh, Tabagachi actually came from a fan who suggested that we talk about animes where you learn uh, something. Yeah, things about the culture, sports, uh, games, anything that you would not normally know from just living in Western culture like we do. Actually, that's an interesting start to think because the ones that I've been watching that do have things that you learn <laughs> at, like, they're mostly sports yeah. where you learn about them. And the one that I've, that I've seen recently is I Show 21, which they teach you how to play American football. <laughs> <laughs> so that one actually <laughs> pertains to Japan as opposed to Americans. So let's um, let's start off with sports we learn then. We'll, we'll start off with this topic with sports you learn from anime. Um, None. None card games really because yeah. um because Beyblade. Well, <laughs> one of the Yu-Gi-Oh. one of the that's why well, there you go. <laughs> one of we haven't gotten to games yet, guys. Let's <laughs> <laughs> jump ahead. Dungeon um, dice monsters. <laughs> <laughs> one of the Dog shows. Fighting. Shut up. <laughs> they make a Michael Vick anime. <laughs> oh, Pokemon. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> That's what he's yelling. All right. Use bite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um. Anyway, uh, talking about sports. Um, we were just talking about yes, sports. Dog fighting is a sport, right? Um. Anyway, uh, um. Uh, don't do bad things. Uh, don't be Michael Vick. Um, he served his time. Um. Jeez. Uh. Bamboo blade. Bamboo blade. Yeah, learn about uh, kendo and bamboo blade. Gosh. Because that's a good anime for learning, uh, you know, all the rules, uh, where what the specific hits mean, like a head hit, a body hit, a leg hit, uh, what you call out when, when you actually hit someone. You learn, like, the stances, the, the proper sword stances, different techniques. Yeah. Um, that show was really funny. Too. Yeah, that show was funny. I enjoyed it. The The thing about that show is is I watched it, and what, as I was watching it, I realized it was like... Kendo would, if I was living in Japan or growing up in Japan, that's probably a club that I would want to join. I might want to join the Kendo club. Although, all the coaches seem like they act like drill sergeants. I know what sport I learned something from. What's that? Air gear. (laughs) (laughs) Blaze! (laughs) How to fly on the wing group. We're talking about, oh my gosh, Glitch. (laughs) I think you're the only one that watched Air Gear. Yeah, like out of everyone... Never. <laughs> no, he got popped up to have a Broadway show. Really? Yeah. Air Gear, the Broadway show? See, I just learned something. <laughs> Air Gear just taught you something. No, well. <laughs> so really, not, you guys haven't watched any sports anime? Because I know that they do a lot of um, baseball and soccer, which everybody Why would knows I about. watch a sports anime? I, I don't know, man. Like, I, don't, I don't know, Dylan. I'm here to see people shoot things like big rockets or lasers with their palms or fight. Or put huge creatures into small balls. Put huge creatures into small balls. I want to... This is my escape from reality. Don't give me sports. Okay, then. So let's talk about games. That one's a little bit more broad. We've already covered that. I, um... We did? Yeah, you're you're, 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 you're
<laughs> We're talking about real things here, like um, Hanafuda and uh, and Shogi. Uh, well, I learned nothing about Hanafuda <laughs> other than it's really confusing. <laughs> we why, does, to... why does a hill beat a sparrow? I don't understand. Mahjong <laughs> is still confusing to me. We tried to learn it that like for after after we watched Summer Wars, we tried to learn the goes of what the goings ons is of Hanafuda, and it is super confusing. I I mean there yeah there's I don't understand how you get points and why things happen and why things beat out other things. Yes. I was yeah, I, I tried playing them and it's like okay so I got the sunrise and I've got all three I got the sunrise the hill and the and the crane all lined up together and now all my points are gone I don't know why <laughs> I've lost. Yeah, apparently when Japanese come to card games and board games, they make things that are incredibly confusing to Westerners. Because uh, apparently Go is a, from, you know, like Hikari no Go. Like, that is a show that teaches you how to play Go, but it's totally blown away. Like, you have just no idea what they're doing. Isn't it something like even people in Japan don't know how to play Go still? <laughs> I, I, I swear I've heard that one time. But very few people actually know how to play Go. Yeah. Like something like, like I don't the, even know what you're the show about. doesn't fully grasp it or something like that. <laughs> how funny would that be if the creator of the show doesn't fully grasp his own game? That'd be funny. <laughs> now, um, uh, it would be... Uh, and then the other one would be Shogi, which you, you see them playing Shogi everywhere, which they usually in translations... They're I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Usually just call it chess. Because that's pretty much what shogi is, I think. Okay, Glitch and I have no idea what these are. Go, <laughs> shogi. I know Go. what mahjong is. Yeah, yeah I think so everybody knows you? what mahjong Sudoku. Um, can you imagine if there was an anime series about sh- Sudoku? Just like the best Sudoku player ever. Yeah. Could you imagine just like the the speed line just going down with a pencil and a piece of paper? Probably be an etchy <laughs> anime. And then he writes a two on the piece of paper, and everybody's like, "What?" Skynex. Yeah. Because that's how they dramatize animes. No, uh, Go is like um, where you have the little uh, black and white uh, marble pieces. And I have no idea how it works. That's all I know about. <laughs> oh yeah, what's that game they play in Naruto? That that um, Shikamaru. Uh, I couldn't tell you the name of it. Yeah, who knows? Who knows? They played Taicho in Avatar: The Last Airbender. <laughs> teach me how to show. You. Teach me. Teach me how to show you what. Teach me how to show you. Teach me. Teach me how to show. Wow, if we're like not answering any of the questions we're asking, it's at least entertaining. Right? I think I think the the real takeaway from this is we really haven't learned anything. 
Not well, sports-wise or game-wise. The only thing I've learned is that it seems like in Japan there are just no parents anywhere from anime. <laughs> They're always on business trips. I don't understand it. Also, if you're over 18, you can't save the world. Yeah, um, you gotta help save the world, but you can't save it yourself. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. I got, um, I got, a, I got one that is relevant to all of us, and we actually do know a good amount of it. Um, and I watched the first episode of that show, Gundam Build Fighters, okay. and where the show is about. Yes, they're battling their gunpla, which is actually it was a really cool show, by the way. I really, really enjoyed the first episode, but they actually have a crap ton of information about actual gunpla. And, you know, they teach you about the model kits, and they teach you about the pieces and how to put them together and making seams and closing seams. Things that actually are relevant to making a model look good. Because apparently, the you know, the good-looking models don't necessarily fight well, but, but it's, it's, you're more professional if it does look well <coughs> or look good. One of the things that I actually found interesting was they're actually releasing uh, this uh, Gundam Build Fighter models... Like from from this Gundam Build Fighter show, um, so like in between the show, Seems they actually right. yeah in between the show they actually have uh, from the from the one that I was watching they actually have commercials for Gunpla and like they're releasing Gunplas as the series goes on of you know custom Gunplas that get released. Which is wicked cool. Which we really don't do that here in the United States anymore. Uh, where we were, you used to release toys as a show came out, but people really don't have an interest in that anymore now that the internet exists. Right. Well, I gotta give it this. I haven't learned much about sports from animes, but I do learn a lot more about the culture or have the need to research certain things in the culture. Real quick, there are no hockey animes. I would love to watch a hockey anime. There's no parkour animes either. Parkour animes. Parkour is not a real sport. <laughs> I'm sorry, that people who do parkour, that was mean. They're going to bust in through your window and roll on the floor. Summer and punch you in the face all in one seamless motion. <laughs> and then they're going to upload it to YouTube with their GoPro. <laughs> you know, I couldn't be mad at that. <laughs> hey, real quick, does Yu-Gi-Oh! actually teach you how to play the card game? Sort of. Yeah. Not really, because the cards in real life are a lot of times way different than they are on the show. <laughs> I know the blue eyes white dragon is the end all be all. If you don't have Exodia, because you can buy like the starter decks that are actually like pretty close to what they have in the show, and those are like the weakest decks. <laughs> I don't know how it is now. I haven't done that in a long time, but There's at like least what, when like... I, yeah, when when I was younger and did it, that's that, that's how it seemed to go. When the yeah. guy's actual name was Yugi, there's like what. Five different Yu-Gi-Ohs now. Yeah, yeah. Well, that was the only thing. I just wanted to know whether or not, like, the original Yu-Gi-Oh series, like, actually taught you how to play the card game, or were they just like making it up as they go along so that they could just make a show <laughs> seem interesting, like, give the illusion that people are professional at something. A I little bit like, of column A, most of column B. I, yeah, I feel like they probably made it up as they went, and then they probably just had like a team of people that made the real cards make sense somehow. Probably. They probably took the magic engine and just made it made Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Um, cultural stuff. There's a lot of cultural things that you can learn from Japan by watching anime. One of the first ones that I can think of is um, is Azumanga Daioh, just because that was one of the first ones that was released that gives you a good idea of just the basics of 
you know, Japanese uh, well, school life. Yeah, even school, just school life, because they go through an entire an entire four years of high school. Yep. Or three years, I don't know how many, how many... Three years. Three years of high school. And one of those things that I saw the most, obviously, is the culture festivals that they have in school. How come we don't have culture festivals at our school? Like, Makes that too seems, much sense. It seems like the best day off ever. Like, especially because you get to plan it with your class... And what, what what goes on in a cultural what what which deal? Well, um, each it's it's different for each class. Like each class, like uh, consults the class president, and they throw in ideas of what they want to turn their classroom into. So uh, people do cafe, like turn their classrooms into cafes. They turn their classrooms into haunted houses. They turn their classrooms into markets, like art art shows. Anything gotcha. they anything they want, and it, and basically the uh, the students' families come to the school. <laughs> Um, and purchase things for the class and uh, and donate money to the school kind of a thing. Hmm. Yeah, um, and it's it, really interesting. Yeah, it seems awesome. Um, and uh, you know, like one of the things that main things I just remember from Azumangadayo is Chio Chan dresses the giant penguin and Miss Yukari pushing her <laughs> because she could. One of the interesting things, like if we if we go really basic here, one of the interesting things I learned about Japanese culture is that um, students go to school all year round. That they only have, and that the other the other part of it too is that America is the only is one of the only cultures that has. Well, we run off of a German system, like yeah. a, the German style of schooling. Yeah, where they where they have summer vacations, yeah, and small vacations. Whereas there's in, some schools in the U.S. that you run year round. Yeah, I think there's like in Arizona they do it, <laughs> like the school that we all went to. Yeah, we, yeah. <laughs> yep. yep. Uh, yeah. Our college was basically Asian schooling. Well, I um, thought we were talking about like grade schools or high school. Well, we are, we are, but uh, but uh, like like I said, Arizona uh, has I think implemented. Uh, <laughs> what was funny about that? I don't know. It's just like I said, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, Arizona has a schooling system that goes here to school all year. <laughs> But that was when I was younger. That was one of the first things that like it, it. It just blew me away that it was that you know Japan goes to school all year round. Yeah, they only have they basically have a two week break every season. Yeah, every every semester there's two weeks that they get off, and that's you know summer vacation, Christmas vacation, um, uh, spring break, mm-hmm. all those sorts of things. And then after after the summer break, they're in a new a new school year. Yeah, new school year, and they change classes. Mainly like culture, religion, mythology, and kind of like the gods of Japanese culture and whatnot. I learned a lot about the Tanuki. <laughs> yeah. That was like well, one of my first discoveries. Uh, actually, that's very, very true, believe it or not. The, the whole Tanuki thing and the shape-shifting that they do, and yep. they think that their ball sacks are hilarious, so they draw them but, on everything. Yeah, and they use them for everything, too, like carrying stuff, parasailing. <laughs> yeah. Fighting. What? What is going on? What, what are you? <laughs> oh, what are Dylan's you about to learn something new. <laughs> Do you know what a tanuki is? No. It's. Have it's you a, played some Mario Three? Which one's that? It's the one with the tanuki costume. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, well, and then there's um, they're they're also known as raccoon dogs. They're an actual animal in Japan, for one, and they're also, and they're also a mythic creature of travel and wonder and. They're like the merchant symbol of Japan. Yeah, because uh, because they're known uh, tanukis are known to be tricksters. They shape shift and like they can shape shift into whatever they want. To in tri- real life, yeah, in real in real life, and right. uh, and like they they swindle you out of things basically. 
and their huge sacks are pretty much <laughs> for longevity. This is that was like the, the point where I was not <laughs> understanding what was going. The on. more lucrative a tanuki is, the bigger its sack, kind of thing. Yeah, it's um like, and we're and we're being dead serious. Like the people of Japan, one they think it's hilarious. They think the one are cute. They think they think um, the scrotums on a tanuki are cute and hilarious. So uh, they in all their tanuki art. They always Which, if draw you see them. some of the ancient drawings, yeah, they are yeah. hilarious. Um, and then and this uh, gives everybody who plays Animal Crossing a new look at Tom Nook. <laughs> Why do you think he wears that apron? <laughs> oh my gosh! On oh, little in little trivia, the leaf. Most Tanukis need a leaf to transform, which is kind of makes sense for the Mario Graccoon thing. Yeah, because you, you need to get a uh, or the the symbol is a leaf. Yeah, and why Tom Nook and. Nook is short for Tanuki, or Tom Nook Tanuki kind of yep. thing, and the leaf on his apron is kind of the symbol for Tanukis, and also why he's a businessman who swindles you yeah. into <laughs> getting a free house and being in debt for your entire that was, life. That, that was game. one of the funniest things I thought was like how everybody just looks at him as like a lone shark and a crime boss, and all the creators were like, "No, that's not how we intended him," but all the fans are like. That's what he is, guys. <laughs> but based off of what, like, consider what he's based off of, who are tricksters and swindlers. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, like, and Kasunes and whatnot, considering, like, Naruto, or if you watch Inuyasha and can stay awake during the entire thing, even some <laughs> of the demons in the story and folklore. And oh my gosh. <laughs> the original Dragon Ball is based off of Journey to the West, which made me read the book, and it's a really good book. It does it. Are there pages of just ah? <laughs> it's like no. chapter five. Ah, <laughs> last time on Journey to the West. Actually, it's kind of the same thing um, where uh, Dragon Ball Z is based off Journey of the West. Ikitosen is based off of uh, no Dragon Ball. The original Dragon Ball is based off Journey to the West. Dragon yeah. Ball Z is kind of just. Whatever it wants. Yeah, to be. just Dragon Ball Z. No, um, Ikitosen is based off of uh, Romance of the Three Kingdoms. Uh, so, it just placed in high schools. High schools, and they turned into a boob anime. Yeah, it's, so I, I thought that was hilarious. Um, okay, um, how about fireworks festivals? Uh, like, you know, occasions where, like, there's always animes <laughs> where, like, Azamanga Bao is one of them. Uh, My Bride is a Mermaid is another one. Uh, where uh, actually pretty much any slice of life, life anime, you can almost guarantee they're going to go to a fireworks festival where, you know, the females dress in kimonos and are courted by a man. Uh, and they just, it's basically a long hallway or along just a street of vendors that, you know, have uh, goldfish games and little prizey games and food. And then uh, people just roam around the um, festivals until the fireworks start. And then everybody watches the fireworks, and then everybody gets their head cut off by Lucy. That's an openly joke. Gotcha. <laughs> There's gonna be like one person with me that's like, ah! <laughs> everyone else was like, "This sounds amazing." What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is that kind of like our our fourth? Well, no, I mean, my like Fourth of July is obviously something uh, independent to us, but like, is that why they have their festival? I think it's just a summer festival. I think that's what they just are: is summer festivals. Mm. Sergeant Frog taught me about some holidays that they that they had like um, uh, Children's Day, what? where where Wait, there's what? just a day where kids get presents and stuff like that. I don't remember that. Remember it was the episode day. where does it um, take place in December? What? <laughs> does it take place on December twenty fifth? No, no, it doesn't. Mm. No, that's Christmas. 
Yeah. <laughs> they actually they do have they do have Christmas in Japan. But it, like, don't they celebrate it in a different way? It's kind of they, a love festival. They do. It's, it's um it's 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 more of a date night. It's more like a Valentine's Day of Japan. Yeah, exactly. But they still have Santa Claus and stuff. Holy crap, people are learning things on this podcast. <laughs> I thought yeah, we I thought we had going to come in really useful. <laughs> I thought we had a pretty good run with a Tanuki thing. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> tanuki, tanuki Santa Claus. Yeah. But Santa Santa look up Tanuki pictures. They're hilarious. <laughs> tanuki Santa Claus. <laughs> he, he, delivers, he delivers presents on the show. I don't think I want anything large from sack full Tanuki of, Santa Clauses. Full of what? Goodies. <laughs> um, of uh, Yuletide cheer. <laughs> <laughs> Yuletide cheer. Ignore. <laughs> we have simultaneously educated you about Japanese culture and insulted it at the same time. What, what about Japanese words that you've learned? <laughs> I, know, um, I, know, I know, hey, wait. Chotomate. <laughs> Chotomate. What? Well, yeah. And baka, of course you do. You know the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> the, okay, that's actually something I learned on the um, I learned on this uh, YouTube channel just recently. Did you know that um, onomatopoeias are something that are essential to the Japanese language? They use they use sounds in order to emote what they're feeling. Like if if somebody says. That they're excited about something, they just say "doki doki," which is the sound of a heartbeat. Mm. And um, that's something that is, that really interested me. That like, yeah, ono- that like, we use onomatopoeias to describe things, but we don't need them. Japan needs them. It's literally a part of their language. Yeah, it's because, as you know, uh, it, j- as an Asian language, it has absolutely no correlation to any kind of Romance languages or anything like that. Uh, so if you're going to learn an Asian language, you have to learn from ground zero. There's nothing to base it off of. Like, I know phrases that I hear just all the time in Japan because nobody ever knows what's going on in anime. So everybody's always saying, Nonde desu ka? You know, like, like what is that? <laughs> what what the heck? So, in a oh, way, hey, well, so actually, in a what, way, the, what the heck is nande kore? So, I don't know. But. So in a way, anime... All anime has taught us something, as long as you watch it in, in Japanese enough. <laughs> yeah. And if you research it enough, most of the things in anime are based off of their folklore and history. I, I think it's hilarious that they um, that in in their old folklore, a lot of like the the four spirits and stuff like that were all like seductresses, like <laughs> like every every single like old uh, Japanese story has a. Uh, has something that seduced someone else and then killed them, mm-hmm. which I think really correlates still to their culture, where they have like a whole lot of the perversion in their shows and There's everything. There's even a like Pokemon that. that does that. What's that? There's even a Pokemon that does that. The balloon one? <laughs> no, I mean they, it's an ice ghost, I believe, and it the whole seductress kind of thing. Jinx? No. <laughs> ice ghost, not ice psychic. Machop. Um, well, because because there is that um, that uh, check that, out my muscle. <laughs> there there hey, is ladies. that balloon um, po- uh, Pokemon <laughs> that uh, that I got and, four arms over here, <laughs> three legs. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, the balloon Pokemon it entices children to believe that it's a real balloon and then drags them to hell. <laughs> wow, dead serious. No, the Shadow Realm. 
whatever. <laughs> oh, man. So I think the moral of this story is... Please we, send us topics. Yeah, we, and, and we, as Wicked Anime, have learned absolutely nothing from watching Japanese anime. Oh, man. We think we've learned things, <laughs> but we haven't learned things. No. I, I actually no. think it was. I actually this think is why it was, our anime thinks we're dumb. We're just ignorant <laughs> Americans talking about a culture we don't really understand <laughs> every other week. That, well, that's the new ad. So okay, yeah, that's a good place to stop. We'll move on to f- some fan service. So first, first things first, we need to clear this up. Last episode, we referred to Silver as a he. And to be completely and utterly, to correct all things, Silver is a she. Is a (laughs) Silver is a she. And her her name is Mandy. So, Mandy, we are sorry we mistaked your identity. I know you're not offended, but we always have to say we're sorry for something like that. As I wrote in the the email, in good old Wicked Anime fashion, that is not the first time we've done that, and it will not be the last. (laughs) So, thank you for not being offended. Anyway... Um, so we had a discussion on the email about Berserk, like the and episode. we got everything wrong, apparently, last episode about Berserk, which is totally cool, because we do that, we're, we're, we're not, like, a reliable news source <laughs> or anything like that. Um, but, um, um, from, um, so, to clear things up, I, I believe the Berserk TV show that we were talking about was, is actually the movies that got re-released, um, and, uh... But the movies are really well done, and I highly recommend you still watch them. But uh, what happened was, was the TV show ended the way the Berserk movies ended, and um, and it basically just ends. Like even We're though the manga kept going, the TV show doesn't conclude anything. Like it, it, it ends on the climax of the series, and I don't know if anybody has ever watched anything where it ends on the climax. But that's a terrible place to end something. If you know how to write stories. You know that that's just not a good thing. So anyway, what uh, what was she she started talking about the fandoms that uh, we should join the, in the fandoms discussion, which was excellent. And what she had to say was, um, I have no problem with fandoms themselves, uh, but as we put it, uh, every single uh, every single one of us is part of a fandom to a certain extent. The issue that she finds uh, is when. Uh, she finds certain people who are in an area and they're not acting mature and don't show uh, respect or being very disrespectful. So there's nothing wrong with being passionate about uh, the things you love. Uh, they bring you joy and they want uh, and you want to share that with people. And uh, that's why conventions are so great uh, is to be surrounded by people with those passions. You just have to be respectful about it. Uh, she said, nothing turns me off faster than when you start uh, spouting out your fandom uh, in an immature and disrespectful manner, and, mature, uh, and immaturity isn't just limited to kids and young fans. Uh, and everyone who tries, uh, everyone who tries to turn their fandom into a competition of "I'm better than you" uh, really needs to get a grip, which I agree with 100. percent Word. Um, uh, it's kind of like when you when you talk to metal fans, like metalheads, which you know I listen to some metal music. Uh, they they always have those competitions of my metal, my genre of metal is more or more obscure than your metal, uh, uh, yeah, metal genre, kind of a thing. Uh, and I that happens with all fandoms everywhere. Just like no, like my sh- like it's totally not true. Like no show is better than another show when it comes to fandoms. They just, people just think that is, that's the case. Um, so thank you, silver. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. And then the next one is from Gerardo. 
So, uh, Gerardo... What's up, buddy? <laughs> Gerardo... Uh, talking about his anime fandoms. Okay, so um, so he says that you know fans are some of the most creative and inspiring people on earth. You know, when you're a part of a fandom, fans think of things that maybe even original creators didn't initially think of, and uh, and that's really great. Uh, but yeah. we have a tendency nice. to turn you know fandoms into things like political parties or crazy religions. Where, where he's, yeah, uh, and you know, not what they were intended to be as just a, at the heart, which is a good story or a story that somebody wanted to tell. Uh, where people can turn into a closed-minded uh, individual, not looking at other things. They want to keep themselves to their fandoms, which um, you know we were talking about with the Risen Bull Rangers versus the Miniskirt Army and how they're always battling it out, um, and. Uh, he, one of the things he brought up was the My Little Pony fandom in particular, where uh, when spoilers, yeah, spoiler alert, guys, for if, season three, yeah, for season three, if anybody everybody has not seen season three <laughs> of My Little Pony, um, <laughs> which uh, which I have, so it's, it was it was all right. <laughs> um, uh, Twilight Sparkle at the end turns into an alicorn. If you guys don't know, then she turns into basically Princess Twilight Sparkle. She has wings and a horn and is. All powerful princess now, and a lot of bronies were pissed. <laughs> they were like, "This must change! Like, how dare you turn Twilight Sparkle into an alicorn? This changes her whole character." Blah blah blah. The change of character isn't the point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That and, and that's what I mean. Like, everybody just kind of needs to step back and take a chill pill because this is the writer's story. How dare and- you change something? It was a bold move for such a for such a. Um, for for the audience that it was going after, it was a bold move for the series. Yeah, uh, to me, it's a good choice. Like when you change a character to move a story forward, and that's great. Uh, but he makes a totally great point that all fandoms do something similar to that, where people are outraged over something in the story where they really should not be doing that. Um, I'm sorry, the M Night Shyamalan movie is justifiable. <laughs> that's a little different. <laughs> that's that. Yeah, that's something completely different. That was a terrible. All movie. the characters were changed. <laughs> Um, so he continues on saying that he had a response for the merchandise episode, and um, he feels, you know, like every time he goes to a convention, whenever he steps into a dealer's room, he has a nagging feeling that he can't leave without n- not getting something, which I totally understand that because I'm kind of the same way. Um, it's always nice to bring something home from a convention, and so he has abundances of DVDs and figures, um, and what he does is when he, he constantly swaps them out. And he gives them to places like Goodwill or, you know, the Salvation Army, which that is or amazing. Or send them to Wicked Anime. Yeah. Yes. Um, if, if he wants to do that, I would absolutely love to get some figurines and stuff. Because uh, if they're going to Goodwill, they're being donated. But one of the things that I wanted to say was, I want to find that Goodwill. Because I've never been to a Goodwill where it's like, oh my gosh, this is anime! You know? <laughs> yeah, he get a point. Uh, so, if... If like if there's actually goodwills out there that have you know old anime figurines, uh, and thanks to Gerardo, that's amazing. You're doing a good job, dude. I really like that. All right, and then he goes on to talk about overrated, underrated animes. One thing he said that was absolutely incredible to uh, to me and Jonathan was he said that Dragon Ball Z is highly overrated, which um, which yeah. I would agree with. But he said in return, Dragon Ball is highly underrated. Yeah. And and when he said that, I, I I had never even thought of that, which that is one hundred percent true. 
I've had um, that thought since Dragon Ball was the first one I looked at. I I like Dragon Ball a lot more than I like Dragon Ball Z. I still like Z, although toward the end it got pretty much crap, and I don't talk about GT. But yeah, Dragon Ball original is underrated. And so he another a couple more uh, overrated series that he talks about is uh, Haruki Suzumiya. When we, Jonathan and I first jumped into the anime lifestyle uh, culture and stuff like that back in you know 2008 or something. That show was huge. Yeah, that that was the show everybody was talking about. Haruki Suzumiya. Everybody was talking about SOS and Lucky Star. Those were the animes. So we heard. Oh, I've, I still have never seen the show, but everybody I know pretty much all about it because uh, because of how hyped it was when I first got into anime. Uh, another overrated show is Kaon. Uh, number uh, he says that number six is highly underrated, which is a it's it's a newer show it, it, within the past couple of years. Yeah. Um, one of the series that I actually have yet to watch, but I do in fact have it, is Common No Made Guy, which we have talked about this with uh, the Boston Bastard Brigade. Uh, so that is actually a show that I'm, I'm about to watch, and uh, that was one of the shows that we, uh, in one of our segments that we did on Boston Bastard Brigade, or No Boards, No Race, which was, you know, license it, or, like, it, why, is it, why haven't they licensed this yet, was Common No Made Guy. And so, um, and so now we had also had a response from the last episode we posted... Um, which was just so amazing to me. It was a response to, um, to glitches. Yeah, to Glitch in particular. Of course. <laughs> which was actually a fan service answer. So, uh, so it was our response to a fan service answer, which he responded with a response which is now in fan service. So we have a, a fan service response to a fan service answer. Um, that which, was not confusing <laughs> at all. <laughs> we need to draw like a map. To, figure out this equation. Um, so, uh, Glitch talked about Bible Black and Azumanga Daio as a crossover. Um, and in response, somebody said, hey, here's a fan fiction that is floating around, which is Bible Black and My Little Pony. Now, I read through it, um, and it's it's very surprisingly tame for its subject matter, but still hilarious in concept. So, uh, Glitch, did you want to read an excerpt <laughs> from, uh, from, the, uh, from the Bible Black? Uh, yeah, sure. Why not? Since it's not that it's been really, it's very tame, so I feel the need to sensual it up. <laughs> <laughs> Let's start with the description. Yeah. When Twilight Spark suggested that they all go see a new racy movie that just came out of Katarlot, Dash, who's all for it? And now she and her friends have to sit through a horror movie of, that has kissing and hugging and all kinds of weird stuff. No pairing. <laughs> Bridal black. <laughs> like, I don't know, Rainy. Are you really sure this spell can make Hickory like me? The bright yellow unicorn pony asked. Her voice tingled with both embarrassment and hope. She friends under the cool, collected gaze of her new friend and mentor, Rainy Day. Fire flicker. Do you not trust me? The dark blue, almost black unicorn pony began to slow, almost menacing stalk around her younger mare, leaning in to sniff her flanks. Storm gray eyes glintering in adverse. One stocking clod, full yeah. One stocking clod, foreleg rose and brushed a vibrant red tail of her young and incredibly nervous friend. <laughs> You know, in that voice, it sounds very, very wrong. It's really weird. 
We're talking about ponies here, people. What is a flank? <laughs> that's the um. That's the that's the side of a horse's leg where you know. I didn't like, really oh. want to know the answer. <laughs> well, now you know. Now you know. Oh, that's all I'm reading right now. Go read the rest for yourself. <laughs> See, I'll read the next part. Get, get it back up. I'll, I'll oh, you read, read the next. Part? I'll read the next sentence. <laughs> <clears throat> okay. Don't trust your flicker. Someone in the audience said loudly before being promptly shushed by everyone near. Embarrassed, the pony ducked his head below the top of his seat. It's not that I don't trust you, Flicker hastened. Hastened. I read words um, (laughs) to assure her older friend. It's just that I don't know if I should be using magic to make some pony like me. Shouldn't he like me, you know, for me? Ponies, am I right? Yeah. Uh, that's not, that was ad lib. Um, I don't even. Uh, why, Fire Flicker? I simply adore you for being you, Rainy Day purred seductively. This magic isn't harmful, it's simply like a spell to style your lovely mane or curl your eyelashes just more potent. <laughs> what does that mean? I think I'm done reading this. The next. <laughs> I'll read the last, the next sentence because then it's right before a longer paragraph. Uh, uh, Flicker's eyes darted back and forth as she turned her head away, only to have her chin gently pulled back to the front as Rainy completed her circle. I don't even understand what was going on there. I don't either, but there you go, folks. In the right voice, that sounds horribly wrong. Let's let's give some credit where credit is due. This is by Nuger. There you go. That's That's my Nuger. That's the screen name. Yeah. Link in the description, guys. Yeah, there's a link in the description for the rest of the story. Have don't, fun. Yeah, don't be afraid. It's really not that bad. <laughs> yeah, and I'm issuing a challenge to our fans. Oh. <laughs> it's again. Yes, it's a fanfic challenge. Why don't you... I want to see somebody write one about us. Why don't you Google your own nonsense? <laughs> nope, I want it written about us because I am an egotistical asshole. You, just wanna, you, don't, you want to clear your history. You don't want it to be... So, guys, so guys, that was actually a little bit of a taste for fan service of us reading fan fiction. If you want to hear Glitch read more like that. Well, I'm serious. Write a fan fiction about us. It doesn't have to be nasty. Or hear me pronounce words incorrectly. <laughs> I want a fanfic written about us. It doesn't have to be raunchy in any form or fashion. And we it just probably will be, though. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. Dylan knows what a flank is now on a horse. I I wasn't. I tried to zone you out. I wasn't trying. Really listening. So if you guys want to join our conversation, maybe s- seriously send us over some fan fictions. Topics, please. <laughs> yeah. we, we are running out. Or oh, any random thing you just want us to talk about. The canteen is dry at this point, people. I don't know if you can tell. But if you guys would like to join our conversation, uh, just email us at wickedanimereviews at gmail.com. That is wickedanimereviews, all one word, at gmail.com. You can also check out our other review videos and uh, funny stuff on youtube.com slash wickedanimereviews. You can find us on nerdyshow.com where you can listen to this podcast if you're not listening to it on iTunes at nerdyshow.com slash wickedanime. We also have Tumblr updates where uh, Victoria, our Tumblr person, uh, posts funny things all the time and interesting things around the anime culture. And finally, you can uh, see our frequent updates at facebook.com slash wickedanime where you can like and subscribe. Please please like our page. <laughs> so that's it for the Wicked Anime Podcast this 
this week. This week? This yeah. week. Yeah, at this this time in space. This day. So it's time for <laughs> us to sign off. The only way we know how. We will see you guys next time. Okay, bye. place to stop we'll move on to f- some fan service we got a couple of bit be- be- boof <laughs> be- 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 remix <laughs> <laughs> i'm uh yeah i'm gonna leave this one to andrew which one um fan service because apparently talking apparently i've reached my limit on words <laughs> uh-oh that didn't work out so well for eddie murphy <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It lost him a lot of money. Never once did I... Oh. <laughs> I never once thought I would reference that movie, and Glitch almost spewed water all over his microphone. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Wicked Anime Podcast. As listener-supported entertainment, we rely on you to keep this and other shows on the Nerdy Show Network alive by telling a friend. <laughs> Rating and reviewing us on iTunes. Shopping at Nerdy Show. I'm getting through this. Nerdyshow.com slash store or directly donating to the network. Any size contribution gets you exclusive Nerdy Show audio and images and lets you participate in our monthly support drives. Just go to nerdyshow.com slash support to chip in. To find out how you and your company can underwrite this or other Nerdy Show programming, visit nerdyshow.com slash sponsorships. For more episodes of uh, Wiki Anime Podcast, as well as other fine programs, community forums, videos, articles, and more, head over to nerdyshow.com. You can subscribe to all Nerdy Show Network podcasts via the iTunes store. And for the latest news, follow us on all your favorite social networks. We're glad to be your home for authentic nerdy entertainment. And don't do bad things. Hold up. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.